Talk Radio 77 WABC. Rudy Giuliani. Good afternoon, America. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I really appreciate the fact that you're listening in. I think we've got a lot to cover today, including your questions, which we'll get to shortly. I think we'll start today by talking about, well, you know, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has set a couple of really interesting records that should qualify him. Well, should put him in the running for the worst president of the United States. For example, uh, I think last year was the mo- most homicides. That's pretty good. You know, more people killed than any other president, except for wars, of course. Uh, he had the most cities that set a record for homicide. And they were almost all uh, Democrat cities with mayors who supported him and DAs who were elected by George Soros, who was his biggest fundraiser. He, Biden's biggest fundraiser. The DA's biggest fundraiser. Oh, and Black Lives Matter biggest fundraiser, the organization dedicated to killing police officers. So that was another record that he set. But here's a, here's one. 73 police officers were killed, the most since 1995 and the second most ever. Uh, thank you, Joe. Really good. Really, really good. And the proportion of uh, murders of police officers, the percentage of murders involved uh, much higher because there were many, many more murders in 1995 than uh, last year. Uh, you know, we're still benefiting from the tremendous reduction in crime from 94 through 2008, which I started. Uh, so the percentage is probably... This this makes up a much higher percentage of the number of murders than it did back then. So, I mean, there's definitely, without any doubt, we can say now officially it's open season on cops. I mean, we had one shot in the foot uh, yesterday. That sounded like it possibly was an accident. But, I mean, if you just look at the post, (laughs) who would want to come to New York if you look? Officer shot in foot a... uh, a man was brutally stomped in a gang attack and left for dead, and a teen was fatally shot. That all takes up half a page of the Post. And then uh, Bob McManus basically explains in his usual very uh, compelling style what a phony uh, Alvin Bragg is in his uh, withdrawing. You know, he won't... Um, he will not now let uh, armed robbers out of uh, jail. That was real. That was tough, for Alvin, to come to that conclusion. He had to work hours and hours to figure out that if you take a gun, you go into a store and you hold someone up, you should actually go to jail. But the other half that he's going to let out will all be let out. Nobody will be kept in for over 20 years. A lot of the ones that bang around cops will still be let out. So, uh, you know, and really he's part of a team. He's part of about a 28, 29, 30 person team all of whom got millions to run for office from uh, George Soros. And they happen to be in the cities in which all these murders are taking place. And they're the ones who are letting these criminals out on the street and letting the rioters out on the street. It's all financed by uh, George Soros, as is the Democratic Party and Black Lives Matter. Except the problem for Black Lives Matter, if you look at a uh, a post editorial today, is nobody can find the money. 
Yeah, yeah. Looks like the communists ran off with the money. So uh, Patrice Colors has shown herself to be a true communist leader. She announced very, very uh, proudly uh, uh, several years ago that she was a trained Marxist, that she's a communist and she hates America. She particularly hates fathers. I mean, I don't know why she doesn't like us, but she doesn't like fathers. She thinks they ruin families. One of the main objectives of Black Lives Matter, in addition to killing police officers, is to get rid of fathers and get kids taken over by the state after two years. She's not particularly in love with mothers either, but fathers she really finds uh, objectionable. Basically, she wants the state to make sure that the kids are straightened out sexually because she believes that parents, you know, screw kids up sexually. And she, Patrice Colors, who is a uh, outspoken, um, I don't know what, activist for trans, look, I'm going to say it wrong. She's an outspoken activist for different kinds of sexual practices. Let's put it that way. And uh, in any event, she thinks that parents get in the way of children finding out that they really want to do all these other things that they don't realize they want to do until Patrice can't, you know, get a chance to talk to them. And then if they want to do it, then you don't tell the parents because the parents may stop them. That is your Patrice Colors who runs Black Lives Matter. Doesn't really sound much like a civil rights organization, does it? Sounds more like a communist propaganda organization which is exactly what it is and exactly why it's funded by George Soros, who has funded communist operations all over the world, including in Romania, which is now uh, the subject of an expose by the by Miranda Devine of. um, Of the New York Post, actually, I said Romania, I meant Albania, in which uh, Soros is being sued now by a former prime minister who was the anti-communist prime minister that he was thrown out and maligned and called uh, corrupt and uh, usual practice of uh, Soros's left-wing crooks when they want to get control of a prosecutor's office. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's just, um, that's just the beginning. We set a, a record under Biden for, for police deaths. I mean, I, we got to deal with this guy for how, what is it now? Three more years, and uh, now, and we have his secretary of state, who's also in trouble with Soros for um, all kinds of dealings with him. Uh, the Post has one of them today, but I have to tell the Post: I thought your knowledge of the hard drive was better. There's a better one involving Blinken. And Soros. And I'm going to let you think about it for a while before I point it out in the next couple of days when I do my own research, on the, when I get time to go into the hard drive and find it. But, I mean, uh, Blinken's all over the place in that hard drive. Uh, all kinds of meetings with Hunter. The one I like best is when they bring Hunter in the back door and they don't file a um, Freedom of uh, a, um, uh, a Foreign Agent Registration Act form. Uh, for him, and they bring him in the back door so nobody will know that Hunter came in to talk about the crooked company Burisma, where they fixed the case for the uh, crooked oligarch in Ukraine. That's just part of the 8 to $14 million in bribes 
the Biden crime family pulled down in Ukraine. Uh, nothing compared to China, by the way. That's where they made their big, big, their big, big money. So that's um, that's the Biden thing. But the Olympics is the thing that really, really has me upset. I want you to listen to, I want you to listen to uh, cut two from. Um, I don't know if too bad we're not on television. I want you to take a look at Nancy Pelosi's face and just see if it's a new one, if it's a new face. Because when I looked at this on TV, I thought I saw a new face. But this is, but it definitely is Nancy Pelosi. I did, I did assure myself of that. Let's try cut two. I do not encourage them to speak out against the Chinese government there because I fear for their safety if they do. Now, why would we send athletes to a place? where if they spoke out honestly, they'd be unsafe. Aren't we civilized? Don't we send our athletes to civilized countries? What kind of place is a place where you fear for your safety if you speak out against the government? And is that a place where you should send your athletes? Or should the president have the guts to pull us out of that? Well, the president might have the problem, by the way, that if he pulled us out of that Olympics and it hurt China's financial interest, China would sue him for some of the $31 million they want back. I mean, they pr- probably part of the money they gave him was for the Olympics. That's where, that's where Joe's in deep trouble. Anything he does against China, they'll take him to court and sue him and say, you know, that's what we paid you for. What, what the hell do you think we give you the bribes for? I know, I know the press and all, all the crooked people in America cover it up. But you and I, Joe, know we bought you. <laughs> I mean, we're Chinese. We're not stupid like your people. You know, we're, we're Chinese communists. We know what the hell we're doing. We bought you, Joe. You know we bought you. Oh, and not, not to mention the $5.1 billion uh, uh, guarantee we gave to your son's ridiculous private equity firm. You, you do owe us something for that show. Oh, you know, and you think Giuliani has all the pictures. <laughs> you think us Chinese communists are that dumb? You don't think we got five times more pictures than Giuliani? <laughs> How'd you like to see them on the front page of a newspaper, Joe? <laughs> so I tell you what, Joe, keep your damn mouth shut about the Olympics. Let your kids come here. Gosh, if they get in a little trouble, too bad. And by the way, did you see the article in the paper today saying that the athletes are basically being starved? And one of them, one of them is sick. Another one, her, her bones are showing because they're, they're not getting hot meals. They're not giving athletes hot meals. They think they're Uyghurs. Somebody forgot to tell the Chinese that these are not the people that are part of the genocide. They got it all confused. They must have been on some kind of genocide bus. This is absurd that we're participating in this Olympics. It, it's absurd that 60 million Americans are listening to this. When we come back, we'll listen to a very interesting ad about this and see if you don't agree with this. This is Rudy Giuliani, and with Common Sense, we'll get to the truth. Listen to your favorite shows live and on demand. Enable the 77 WABC Alexa skill today. Tell Alexa. Play 77 WABC. This is Rudy Giuliani. Back with you live, and uh, 
I thought you might want to listen to this ad. So this ad was uh, fully paid for. It was offered to NBC, which uh, supposedly believes in free speech. And uh, it was paid for by Mike Walsh, who's a one or two term member of Congress. A He's the first actual Navy SEAL to be elected to the United States Congress. So I think we probably have a guy here with a good background and a, and a solid patriot. Huh? So let's play this. This is cut one. The world's greatest athletic showcase. But just outside the show, rape, genocide, slave labor. American companies are drunk on Chinese dollars, entangled with communist dictators committing atrocities and propping up these genocide games staged by the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, so uh, what's wrong with that? That's true. Every every part of it's true. Uh, First of all, uh, the genocide is virtually confirmed by the Chinese government of the Uyghurs. Um, They've officially killed uh, two million of them. They have uh, death camps. They have, uh, I even think they have uh, delousing chambers and uh, and uh, uh, very similar ovens that were used by, by Hitler. I mean, it's about as close a reenactment of Auschwitz as you're going to get. Um, you could say this is very analogous to the 1936 Olympics, if you know your history. 1936, Hitler had Olympics in order to... Um, uh, publicize and kind of fix the image of Nazi Germany so it would be more acceptable when it marched into Austria and Czechoslovakia and basically took over Europe. And it kind of showed that all of Europe was in his favor, including uh, including the uh, cowards in, in, in England who bow, bowed down to him, eventually replaced by Churchill after many people died. Uh, this is very similar. I mean, it shows that everybody's afraid of China when they can't tell the truth. And the Uyghurs are just the beginning of uh, the genocide, they, the genocide for the Falun Gong uh, people, a genocide for uh, uh, ter- various Turk, uh, Muslim Turks, uh, Christians. Basic theory is you can't believe in God. God is an obstruction to your uh, loyalty. To the uh, uh, to the concept of socialism, and uh, socialism is God. Socialism is more important than God, more important than your culture, more important than your family. That's why you're taken away from your family at two years old. So um, they do that in China. They also it's not mythology. They they used to kill uh, baby girls when they were excess baby girls. Uh, now it's a, a little questionable as to whether they do or they don't. Some people say yes. Some people say no. My guess is they do. Uh, whenever China says no, the answer is probably yes. And, uh, of course, the most obvious of all is they spread COVID all over the world. Now, I'm not talking about the, the, the big mix-up, which is not even a mix-up any longer, by the way. That's a bunch of garbage. Dr. Uh, Maria Ryan on our show, the second or third week of covid already had had the facts that it was done in that laboratory. I mean, can I just say, if you would like to come on and debate me as to whether or not I was in the laboratory, even if you're a a doctor with 42 uh, uh, PhDs or XDYs, why why don't you come and debate me? All right? Okay. And and I'll, 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 I'll prove to anybody in the audience 
that this was manufactured in the lab and that the story that it wasn't is a Chinese communist piece of propaganda that is spread around the world by sympathizers, by other communists, sympathizers with Chinese communists, people who are paid by Chinese communists like Joe Biden. But forget that. The Chinese communists knew that this was a lethal infection, virus. They knew it was lethal because they closed down China. It took them six weeks before they stopped sending Chinese around the world to kill people. They sent around messengers of death so that China would not be at a disadvantage. You know what Fauci's answer to that is? Oh, I can't believe that the Chinese would kill all those people. The Chinese have killed 60 million of their own people. Dope. Little rat. They've killed 60 million of their own people. That convinced me that there's something really wrong with you, Fauci. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's greed. I don't know if it's ego. I don't know if it's communist sympathies. But to say that the Chinese scientists would be worried about people dying, the best news that she could get, Xi Jinping I'm talking about, is, oh, we lost another 3 million Chinese today. Wow, great. Less mouths to feed. You know what percentage of them are starving, right? Well, it's about time we stood up. Don't listen to it. Don't listen to NBC. Don't listen to the Olympics. Don't buy the stupid products of the people who bolster them. We'll be back right after this break. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you and reminding you at the end of the show will be the mayor's final thoughts. And uh, today uh, it's really to introduce you to a person that I spent some time with this morning who I think is a real hero who illustrates problems that are being faced by people all over this country. And I think you're going to find her very, very compelling. But until we get there, let me let me first uh, remind you of the fact that another kind of record was set. I think this is a record in New York City. Anti-Semitic uh, crimes have increased nearly 300 percent over last year. Actually, uh, precisely 275 percent. Now, those are the those are crimes that involved uh, physical attacks on people who were Jewish, who were dressed up as Jewish, very often in traditional uh, conservative uh, uh, Jewish gear or uh, Hasidic, not necessarily always Hasidic, but uh, conservative uh, swastika tags being placed on school buses, children being slapped around. Uh, It's so bad that the communities really are on edge, and the police department sees it as a real major, major problem. Last year was a major increase in it in in the in uh, New York. Now I'm going to check and see if this is true throughout the United States. I have a feeling it is because I saw some stats on this about a week and a half ago outside of New York City that there was a major rise in anti-Semitism at the same time as a major rise in anti-Asian crimes. Uh, they're both going up, but even 
and I'm thinking of talking about a city on the West Coast here, even in a city where there was a major increase in Asian crimes, the increase in anti-Semitism was, was higher, was absolutely uh, higher. So um, this is really uh, – like here's, here's a story from Chicago. In Chicago, police are searching for a man who threatened a group of Jewish students at a school last month, yelling, all of you should be killed. The incident happened about 2.30 p.m. outside of a yeshiva. The suspect is described as a black male between 40 and 49 years of age with a black mustache and beard. He was yelling all kinds of profanities at both the students and the teachers. All of you should be killed is one of the things that he yelled. That's very, very encouraging, huh? And um, this, this has to be stopped right away, right away. This is not America. The, 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 the anti-Semitism is probably the most virulent and oldest form of prejudice that we have. In many ways, I don't say that it gives rise to the others, but it does illustrate the process of prejudice and how it develops. And it does follow a similar process. And much can be learned from our ineffectiveness in dealing with anti-Semitism so that it got to the stage that a madman thought he could wipe out the entire Jewish race. And we know, we know the problem someone just recently got into by getting that wrong. Uh, so let's take a few, uh, a few calls. Let's go to, um, let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Hello, hey, Jim. Mr. Mayor. Hey, Jim. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of confusion I hear on all the talk shows, the conservative shows. Well, you tell me, straighten it out. Russia, China, and America. The communist parties in Russia, China, and America have been working together for a hundred years. The American government built the Soviet threat. The weapons, the technology, we sent entire factories to the Soviets. And then we built communist China to counter the Soviets. We built both halves, both halves of the world communist movement, who are now openly in our face working together. And meanwhile, in 1986, in the Soviet uh, 27th Congress, the Soviets say we're going to work together with China now. We're both communists. We both want world communism. I don't know why our leaders, our conservative leaders, didn't pay attention. I sent out a lot of photocopies on this throughout the decade. I'm going to do do it again, Mr. Mayor. I'm going to get it to you. I know I promised. I haven't done it yet. It's a lot of work to do. But we are misled. America now, listen to this. We're in such bad shape. We're getting saved, if we end up being saved, by two Democrats, Manchin and Sinema. It's amazing. From communism? Because they're not going... Oh, oh, you mean mean so we don't become a socialist government, a communist government? Right. Yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just didn't understand it originally. I got what you're saying. Well, listen, as I've been saying before, Mr. Mayor, I've been researching this. I've got the communists also work to discredit their opposition. According to the Soviet publications, when they laid out their long-range plans... It's the strategies and tactics of Antonio Gramsci penetrate all religions and culture. It's the strategy and tactics of what they did in Czechoslovakia in 1948. Weaponize the government against all opposition. And it's happening now before our eyes. There's another one, the strategies and tactics of Anto- uh, excuse me, Antoli Golitsyn. 
Golitsyn was a Soviet defector who warned us many years ago that the Soviets restructured the KGB to be mm -hmm. able to implement policy all over the world. Gorbachev took away the image of the enemy, the collapse. That strengthened the socialist forces in the capitalist countries. This is in Soviet publications. They took away the image of the communist threat, and meanwhile now the communist threat is bigger than ever before. And all the communists know, they all agree, take away the image of the enemy, will strengthen the you socialist know, you, forces. Let, let, let me ask you a question. Do you agree that a lot of the tactics that we used against Trump, against his uh, supporters, I'll include myself, that those were textbook communist tactics for how to take over a government, the big lie, uh, projection, you know, you, you, you bribe, uh, you, you, you bribe Ukraine, but then you make it look as if Trump was bribing Russia. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, you, your, your instincts, Mr. Mayor, are right. I, I could praise you forever, but that's not what we're I knew here that, for. I knew that from the day I began representing him, and, and that's how that's how I kind of got him off because I went on that premise immediately. I mean, including, I mean, you remember when I first put out the hard drive, first thing. 51 former intelligence officials did a letter saying I was a Russian, I was a Russian agent. Yeah, I, I was, I was an agent of the Russian government putting out Russian disinformation. That's a typical tactic of theirs in doing that. They accuse you of being what they are. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. And now, now it's been proven that the hard drive is 100%, absolutely, totally accurate and it's hunter biden's computer and not a single one of those lying anti uh i call them anti-american intelligence agents big names like brennan haven't have withdrawn their lie i mean sometimes i wonder who they're working for i bet i bet you don't wonder so much who they're working for so let's try um let's try joe in the bronx Hey, good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. How are How you? How are you, Joe? Uh, reasonably well. Uh, make it brief. Um, now, of course, you're familiar with uh, the first Reagan administration, and uh, we had similar problems economically with regard to inflation. And, uh, you know, we actually had a uh, uh, Fed chairman, Paul Volcker, uh, who was actually disastrous on the issue until you had a group of economists that Reagan employed to combat inflation. Right. It was, yeah, it was called Reaganomics. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, the father of Reaganomics was actually a gentleman called Dr. Paul Craig Roberts. All right. Now, he's, he's still around. He's in his 80s now. But he's very sapient on issues ranging not just from his forte, which is economics, but also world politics, uh, you know, basically domestic issues, etc. Um, so it's paulcraigroberts.org. All right. Now, I wanted to comment in terms of uh, the Ukraine crisis and our role in it. All right. Now, basically, back in the 1990s, when the Soviet Union fell apart in 1991, we had a gentleman's agreement that was never signed, a signed document between uh, then President Boris Yeltsin and before him, uh, Gorbachev, not to expand NATO to the Russian borders. Right. right. It was a gentleman's agreement. All right. Now, since then, not only has every Warsaw Pact country become a member of NATO, but three former constituents of the Soviet Union itself, Latvia, Lithuania and Estonia, have all joined the organization. 
right. Well, Joe, Joe, isn't that? I mean, I know, I know the allegation, but that's a matter of dispute. There's no document. There's no document that show, shows that. And there's a dispute that we ever agreed not to expand NATO. So I'm not sure that's. I'm not sure that's a. That's a. That's a fact. I'm not sure that that it, it that it can be proven that that's a fact. So I would. I'd be careful. I'd want to research that a little bit more. Uh, now, I will tell you, I've only heard Biden people deny it. I'd like to hear a little more bipartisan denial of that. But basically, if, uh, if people understand it correctly, when, um, when the Cold War ended and the Soviet Union fell apart, there was an agreement that NATO would never expand beyond where it was into the former Soviet um, um, republics, which would have included – Ukraine. Now, as far as I know, there's no writing to that effect. And when that came out, the Biden administration denied that there ever was such an agreement. And I haven't seen anything on it since then. So before we jump to any conclusions about that, because that'd be pretty serious, we should uh, we should check it out and see and see what we have. I have got to go to Joel in Jerusalem, because when I see Jerusalem, I think of palm trees and the beautiful Red Sea, <laughs> the Mediterranean, well, and Tel Aviv. But you got to think of the. <laughs> you got to think of the Sea of Galilee. Although the miracle, I mean, the miracle of walking on the water surpasses the miracle of the laptop. But the, the, there is a miracle <laughs> in the laptop. And Mr. Mayor, I'm going to make you laugh a little bit tonight, but I got some serious stuff. Okay, go first ahead. of all, it's 100. percent It's 100 percent your credit. They should acknowledge that for sure. You know, and John Paul McIsaac and Miranda, but of course, you really of course. should. Hannity needs to get you back on for I mean, sure. I, 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 I didn't do it all by myself, but without me, it wouldn't happen. I know, I know, and and they character they, they did a caricature of you, just like they did a caricature of Trump, and uh, it's it's the, the real you. We know the real you. Next, George Soros. First of all. You're not just a better Jew than George Soros. You're a better Jew than me. You're a better Jew than Schiff and Tapper and Chuck Todd. That's number two. But I have an idea with George. Listen, we have a holiday coming up where we, we eat this cookie. Uh, it's, a, it's a hat of Haman from the times of the Persian era. And all the kids, it's how we pass it on for 2,200 years. Send George Soros 613 of these cookies. They're called Humantashin. Oh, I've heard uh, of that's that. The number of, uh, that's the number of commandments in the Bible. Yeah. And then invite him to a debate and have Alan Dershowitz uh, have a conversation because you guys both care about anti-Semitism and bring up these issues with him. See if he'll respond to 613 and At least it'll get in the press. What do you think? I think that would be an excellent idea. I mean, there's a very interesting we could we could all begin with that very interesting tape on 60 Minutes in which he uh, makes a pretty straight out admission. And uh, yeah. I, but I don't think we'd ever get them. But let's see, Joel. You've got great ideas. We'll we'll give it a try, and we'll be back uh, for the final thoughts after the break. Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. The Towers Foundation. Mayor's final thoughts. Mayor's final thoughts are brought to you by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Donate eleven dollars a month to Tunnel to Towers at t two t org. So today, uh, about 9.30 this morning, I went to a press conference down at the criminal court, 111 Center Street, because there was going to be 
the beginning of a trial for a woman named Mary Saunders. Now, let me tell you this case because it's really a case that could happen and is happening in any anywhere where Soros has bought the DAs. Uh, back in 2018, a young man named Hassan Correa, he was 37. He, he was uh, uh, already released from the military, had a distinguished career in the military, was a sergeant in the military. Uh, he was, um, without going into the details, he was slaughtered, savagely uh, butchered, uh, knifed 11 times. It was one of those disputes that had occurred much earlier, not involving him. Somebody came back. They started into a fight. He tried to stop the fight. Lo and behold, three or four guys descend upon him. He fights his way out of that and and starts to run away to get away from obviously being outnumbered, even though he was holding his own pretty well with the guys, you know, one-on-one. The guys who were in the fight apparently are not interested enough to run after him. This woman, there's the sister of two of them, named Mary Saunders, runs after him, chases him for about half a block, and they saunter sort of in the back, not running as fast. And unfortunately and tragically, he trips. Because had he not tripped, he probably would have gotten away from them. He had already been stabbed four times, but we don't think fatally. At that point, when he trips, she jumps right on top of him to prevent him from getting up in that quick second to get up. And then they pounce. They run real fast. They pull out their knives. And within minutes, he's been knifed 11 times. Uh, Bud, uh, he's able to stand up and still try to get away. He makes a few steps away and then basically falls down. And I don't know exactly at what point he bleeds out, but I think it's before he ends up in the hospital. I think it is. I'm not certain. Because his mother does get to the hospital uh, trying to talk to him and, you know, talk to me, stay alive, Hassan, stay alive, stay alive. Uh, The mother is a wonderful woman, a very hardworking, very, very good, very good woman. He he seems to be, you know, just what you'd want in a son. He he was home, uh, readjusting from the military, helping to take care of his mom, Madeline Bram, um, dead, gone. That's in 2018. Uh, the murder's on tape, by the way. I, have a, I haven't seen the tape, but I have seen the judge's transcript, a judge who, who says that everything that I just described about Mary Saunders is on that tape. And, that it, cre- it creates, and the way the judge puts it is it creates very big issues for her. So I have every reason to believe that what I'm telling you is backed up by very solid evidence, which has impressed a judge. The problem is they let her out on bail. There's a murder case. He'd probably be alive if it wasn't for her. Now, how about this? It's now, what, three years later? Today, they, they put the trial off today. This is like manana. Um, just a murder. Justice delayed is justice denied. That's not just words. That's emotion. That's at the core of civilization. It's at the core of what takes from you 
the desire to take matters into your own hands and obtain justice yourself. That's what the law exists for. An FBI agent whose wife was raped and the judge gave the rapist a very, very ridiculously short sentence told me something very, very wise once. He said, you know, when my wife was raped, my first instinct was to kill the man who raped her. But then uh, you tried the case. The man got convicted. Justice was done until he ended up with four years in jail and he could get out in a year and a half on parole. And then justice wasn't done. And once again, that feeling has come back to me that I should murder him. And the law is supposed to take that feeling away from me. He just expressed in a beautiful way what the whole purpose of our legal system is. It's supposed to civilize us. Someone comes and steals your property Your first desire is to go back, get them, get your property, take more of their property and beat them to kingdom come. Instead, you go to the king's court. The king puts out a writ and the king takes care of it for you. And and we reduce the violence and we begin to teach order and we begin to teach dignity and we begin to teach respect for rights. And that's why the broken windows theory is so important. You stupid liberals. It was propounded by a liberal, a professor at Harvard. Please, please, please listen to the cut now. We'll go out with it. Cut 10, and I'll see you tomorrow from the mom at the press conference. A lot more, a lot more compelling than anything that I can say. This is the mother, Madeline Bram. Snap the dirt. Well, I got an image for them. The image is a mother watching her child laying on the sidewalk with a white sheet draped over their body and having to watch the coroner scrape that child's body up into the meat wagon in a black body bag and having to watch FDNY come with the fire hoses and wash their child's blood down into the gutter. That's the image I want for everybody to see in their head. I want everyone, every mother, every mother who has had to witness that, that is something that she cannot unsee. Remember the victims. God bless America. We'll be with you again tomorrow. Thank God we're in America.